Dude, don't touch up. me. Okay, what is this? Is this the after party or not? Okay. Is it open bar? This yeah. is stupid. Yeah, we're gonna get this cap first. Haha. Red light, green light, one, two, three. Oh my god, is this a bar? Uh, hey, I can get you pump panties like mine. I got bodies. <laughs> My fly ass orange shirt on. Get this money. Oh, yeah, I like that suit, though, dude. Yeah, you want to come up out of that. Get your man up out of here. Are you fighting white little Lemon, son? I got L style. I'm the clown cat from the golden child. Oh, shit. Bronx style. Whoa! <laughs> 
Who's that? Who's that? Who are all these friends, family? Some strangers, but not for long that I see in the lounge here. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Treehouse Lounge, or welcome if it is your first time. The voice you're hearing right now is mine. I am your buddy, or soon-to-be buddy, Mortimer Magic Main. You can call me the Pirate of Peace. You can call me the Safe Cracker. You can call me El Matador. You can call me just about anything, but... Just remember, my friends, come correct to get respect up in here, all right? The only rule is no dickhead, so be nice. Being nice is nice. <laughs> well, we got a big show today. We got a big show today, man. We're still in the G's. We got g g g g g g gore We got Leslie Gore. We got... Leslie Sue Goldstein, aka Leslie Gore, to talk about today. But before we talk about that legend, let's talk about the movie that we watched today while we were setting up the joint, while we were doing our little things, you know, little bits of preparation that go into running a restaurant and bar. I'm talking about, you know, vacuuming the carpet, you know arranging the billiard balls you know what i'm saying feeding the tropical fish we gotta be checking the food levels we got checking the sanitation you know all these things and while we're doing that we got a movie playing in the background and today it was 2002's debut masterpiece sofia coppola lost in translation man we're talking about bill murray we're talking about scarlett johansson we're talking about giovanni ribisi okay this is a good movie i saw it in the theater back in the day and i was like i like it i was like maybe i need to get my butt to japan you know what i'm saying so i did (laughs) if you haven't seen the movie man and you got a little bit of time Go check it out, you know, make you think about things, make you think about the stuff, it'll show you some cool things, and it'll show you, like, how people be living on the other side of the world, you know? If you ain't never been there, this movie is a pretty good intro into Japan, okay? So, recommend, man, we got a big recommend, and what do we do when we recommend a movie? We hit the gong of approval, so who's it gonna be today? Who's it gonna be today? Well, why don't I just do it? God damn. Here we go. Hang on. It's going to take me a second to walk over there. Okie doke. There it was. Check it out. Lost in translation. Moving on. Today we're talking about Leslie Gore. As mentioned, this person was born... New York City, Brooklyn, BK, 1946, another true baby boomer. She was 16 years old when she started recording demos, which were later discovered, quickly discovered by fellow legend Quincy Jones III. Um, I'm not even going to get into Quincy, but, you know, he was instrumental in producing The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is excellent. It was a trip, though, because Leslie's cousin was a fight promoter, boxing promoter, back in New York, back in the 60s. 
And that cat's best friend worked at Mercury Records. And so Leslie's cousin forwarded uh, some of the demos to this cat at Mercury and then he passed them off to Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones is like, this girl's got something. So in 1963, It's My Party came out and it was a big hit. It was number one. Everybody liked it. Everybody knows that song, right? Well, if you don't, let's listen to it, right? Pion. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Nobody knows where my Johnny has gone. But Judy left the same time. Why was he holding her hand when he's supposed to be? some cold shit though right it's your birthday you invite all your friends over including judy you know because whatever she she seemed all right you know and then your main squeeze johnny nowhere to be found and then you know seven minutes later judy and johnny saunter back and they're just like oh yeah nothing happened nothing happened but she's wearing his ring and like I'm pretty sure that in 1963, that's a sign that like they just fucked. <laughs> no, no, just kidding, just kidding. They are probably just like, okay, like now that we've you know exchanged rings, we'll get married and be happy forever. But we know that's not the way it works, right? Especially not when you're 16, man. Anyways, Leslie, going through some stuff, okay? She didn't write these songs, but she was the talent. She was the voice. So that was a major number one hit. And uh, that basically like rocketed her to stardom at this ridiculously young age. 
And then the hits kept coming for a bit, okay? Let's hear another one, because this is kind of like the follow-up. Everyone's like, oh, Leslie, Leslie, it's cool, it's cool, you know? And she's just like, listen, y'all, just let me cry, plus. Oh, stars on high, why can't I make you see that I don't want your light to shine on me? He said goodbye, just let me Sometimes you just gotta cry, you know what I'm saying? It's therapeutic, it feels good, okay? Sometimes I cry, I'm a man, okay? <laughs> There's like 50 different types of tears or something, like when they're analyzed under a microscope. Tears of pain look different than tears of joy. What do you know about that? What do you know about Leslie Gore in general? Did you know that she was born to a pretty cool mom and dad who supported her and, you know, provided her with a life that was quite comfortable? They were pretty rich, but her parents seemed to be pretty focused on the arts, you know? They took them to see Ella Fitzgerald in New York clubs, sneaking the kids in so they could see the legend. They took them to Broadway shows. They bought them a little home record recording device, which I don't even know these things existed, but like you could get them and they would actually make your record. I don't know how they worked, but I thought that was pretty cool. Make a record at home, pretty cool stuff. So that's where she started messing around with singing. And her brother was a musician too, so they would get together and they would do their little things, make their little records, and then Leslie got discovered, and then, yeah. A lot of the songs were about boys. 
but little did anyone know, except for Leslie, that she liked girls. <laughs> yeah, she said uh, she was about 20 years old when she realized that she was attracted to women, much more so than men. But that in the music industry, which she recognized was totally homophobic, she said she never felt like she had to pretend to be straight. And she said, I kind of lived my life and did what I wanted to do. I didn't avoid anything. I didn't put it in anyone's face. And I thought that was pretty cool because in my opinion, like one's own sexuality, that's their business, you know what I'm saying? Like, anybody should love however they want to love, you know what I'm saying? And I just hope that someday we can get to the point where one's sexual preference is just as, like, inconsequential as their choice of footwear. That's what I'm saying, you know? Like, what does it matter? Who you like to kiss and who you like to hug? Like, who fucking cares, man? Just be happy, right? That's the way I see it. Anyways, let's do a little bit of, uh, house keeping because we still got a live contest out there people and we had a couple more entries one was from my friend chains and he thought maybe the answer was this the h span was pretty hungover but he because he got hammered watching nhl hockey last night in his home and i said no chains that was close but no cigar my friend and Andy from Winnipeg said, The H-Span was pretty hungover because he got hammered watching NHL hockey last Halloween in his house. And I said, no. <laughs> Thanks for playing though. Check this out. It's not all bad for Leslie, okay? Because her next follow-up single to It's My Party is this little song called It's Judy's Turn to Cry. So Judy, that little trollop, flaunting her wares right under Johnny's nose and his own girlfriend's damn house on her own damn birthday, this is where she gets hers. So let's see what uh, Leslie has to say now, Judy. Cause now it's Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry.
it was up to me. <laughs> and yo, I wasn't around in 1963, you know what I'm saying? But I kicked both those fools to the curb. Judy, you're done. Johnny, you're done, son. Pack your bags. Fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? Nobody cheats on Leslie. <laughs> yeah, so that song was a hit too it reached number five which was pretty good but i like how there's a little narrative going on there but um i think leslie's biggest hit or most important hit most influential hit was the one that came out next and the one that came out next was a big hit too but it could only reach number two on the charts because in 1965 what happened the british invasion man and quincy jones himself said that um this next song would have surely been a number one hit had it not been for the beatles and they trampled everything as uh quincy put it but check this out when this next song came out which i'll just say it's called you don't own me at that time there was a lot of male-dominated possession, you know, females were possession, that type of crap. Something that, uh, a quote that I heard while I was doing the research today, something that was a saying back then, boys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses, and I was just like, oh my god, like, what the hell? What, what was going on back then, you know, like, four eyes, you know, like, glasses are <laughs> unattractive, like, jeez. Anyways, Leslie rejected all that shit, okay? She didn't care. She was like, you know, all you people are like trying to claim my fame, you know? But you don't own me. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. <laughs> Whoops, wrong track. Um, <laughs> let me flip the record. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all don't own me. You don't own me. Just one of your many toys You don't own me Don't say I can't go with other boys And don't tell me what to do Don't tell me what to say And please, when I go out with you Don't put me on display you don't Say 
so there it is. That's the message right there. You don't own me. Don't tell me what to do. I do what I want, okay? Spend my own money. <laughs> so yeah, Leslie died in 2015 of lung cancer at age 68. So she had a nice, tidy life. And she recorded good music and she worked and performed with a lot of legendary artists. And all of her hits were recorded before she turned 18 years old. So really, just a girl the whole time, a youth. And it was said that Leslie made herself the voice of teenage girls, aggrieved by fickle boyfriends, moving quickly from tearful self-pity to fierce self-assurance. So big ups to Leslie Gore because she was out there fighting the good fight quite early on, you know, in the midst of the civil rights movement. She was working with artists of all colors, creeds, genders. Like it was about the tunes, which is what it should be about. The work, you know, the music, what we can accomplish together. That's the juice, people. <laughs> okay. That was basically it for her hits until 1980 rolled around and then her and her brother were contracted to work on the music for the musical Fame. And Leslie ended up getting nominated for an Academy Award for the song that she wrote and her brother got nominated and won. So he won a damn Academy Award, so that was pretty cool. And uh, 1996, a movie came out called Grace of My Heart which was all about a closeted lesbian who was making hits in the 60s and was loosely based on Leslie's life. So I am definitely gonna have to check that out. Starring Bridget Fonda, I like Bridget. And we'll see Wagwan with Grace of My Heart. But for now, my friends, I'm gonna leave you because I got things to do, man. I got people to see and places to meet. <laughs> Actually, I just got to get up to the library and you know, do some study. Anyways, bring it back here tomorrow, my friends, because I got some more of this good, good juice for you. And uh, one thing that I'm going to have you think about as we go today is what the fuck does sexuality matter? Have you ever judged someone on that basis? Did you even know them before you did, you know? Do you have any gay friends or straight friends or by friends or undecided friends or asexual friends i'm sure you do who cares who they like to fuck right to each their own and each one teach one that's the message baby hope you like the vibrations today bring it back here one time same time same place manana i will see you tomorrow Peace, y'all. Peace. Be yourself. Peace. Peace. Peace.